Hello everybody and welcome to Letterboxd Book Club. My name is Claire. And I'm Mackenzie. And today we will be discussing Gleam, the third book in Raven Kennedy's Plated Prisoner series. Woohoo. Woohoo, we love to see it. We're smashing through it. Yeah, I will start off. I mean, I did read the first three in three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You devoured this. My bad. I'll start us off with the blurb. King Midas made me the woman I am today. Notorious, unattainable, his. The thing about being confined is that you believe it's to keep the bad out until you realise it's about keeping you in. I'm now in a strange kingdom surrounded by liars with no allies of my own, but I won't sit idly by and let myself wither. No, there's something that's bloomed from the pit of my repression, something dark, something angry. But the last thing I expected was for my anger to call out to him, King Ravenger. He's sinister and powerful and entirely too seductive. I've learned my lesson with trusting manipulative kings, so why does my chest constrict every time he's near? I need to tread carefully or I'm at risk of losing much more than just my freedom. Regret and revenge war inside of me and I need to figure out a plan fast before I get tangled up in the schemes of kings and queens. Because I won't be caught in a cage again. No, this time it'll be me setting the trap. I just hope my heart comes out of this unscathed. Lovely. Thoughts, feelings and emotions, Kenzie? Um, I liked this book. I'm a liar. I loved this book. <laughs> um, it was the first one in the series that actually started to feel like things were happening. Yep, I agree. I have qualms, but that's okay. We will get to those. <laughs> but yeah, it felt like it wasn't just exposition and world building and like plot devices to move the story along. It was actually like enthralling plot happening like it was productive like things were happening yeah it was productive things were happening thoughts were happening feelings were happening <laughs> scheming emotions were happening yeah <laughs> yeah there was scheming there was sexy times we've been new it was gonna yeah. happen we've been new obviously my thoughts yeah. feelings and emotions is it actually a good book or is it only good because of the last hundred pages <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of a delayed reaction there, Kenzie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I smashed it out in a day, which was very surprising for me because I didn't expect it to be like over 600 pages because like I was checking my yeah. Kindle and it was like 350 pages and it's like you're still 50% of the way there. I'm like, what the fuck? So I had to yeah. keep on going. But yeah, no, I enjoyed it. That's the- why I turn... Oh, sorry. I turn my, like, thing off where it says, like, how much is left. Because, yeah, I find I'll get stuck at, like, 50 or 60%. Like, oh, my God, there's so much more to go. But then I, like, smash through it. So I'm like, well, that wasn't accurate, was it? Yeah, no. But, like, I was reading, like, all afternoon. And I was like, how far am I in? And, yeah, it was just, like, 50-odd percent at 350-something. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was bamboozled. But, no. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed the plot twists and the turns and the, yeah, the, pr- the productivity of this book almost but it still felt in a way stagnant just because they're just at the castle and it's just constantly traversing around the castle yeah there wasn't any other like locations and then i enjoyed i'm enjoying oren's like development like getting a backbone and pushing midas to the limits and stuff like that i did i loved how she kind of yeah broke out of her little i suppose love haze towards him and like yeah leaning more towards Rip and Ravenger or I suppose we could just call him Slade from now on yeah Slade um and their relationship and like what his motivations are moving forward and his plans for the future yeah um yeah a lot of things 
yeah, just, yeah, very productive, I would say, this book. And yeah, there was like one revelation that I thought, is it a bit too much? But then I, I, I slept on it and then I figured it was pretty cool. But we can talk about that a little later. Oh? Oh? Oh, I can get into it now if you want. You can, we can start getting into All it. All right. So the Midas revelation that he is um, a guy named oh, yeah. Barden East from back yeah, in the I day. Yeah, I had that as well. Oh, in the moment as I was reading it, I was like, this is too much because we already had the rip already being somebody else. So I thought, well, what's the point in having, I don't know, it's yeah. too much having a second person. And already... then, yeah, I know, especially when she's like, this is one of my qualms, when um, she was like, oh, I spent like my life running from him just to like end up in his arms or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but like he wasn't even that much of a threat, like yeah. as Barden East. It was just like, he wants you as a saddle <laughs> or yeah. like he wants you to work for him. And then she's like, I'm not going to work for him. I'm going to run away. And then it's him anyway. Yeah, that's what I thought in the moment. I slept on it for the night. And then I thought about it the next day. And I was like, you know what? Narratively, it's actually pretty wickedly cool how, you know, it's like a full circle moment where, you know, she'd been essentially running from him for most of her life, essentially, because she is such like a prized as a saddle and whatever. And that he, yeah, literally became, like, a lover in disguise as, like, the enemy. And, like, he was able to build his newly found empire just from her and the manipulation of her. I thought that was, yeah, again, wickedly cool. But then, yeah, in the moment when I read it, I I thought... I just didn't think it hit as hard because I don't think he was built up enough as a big enough threat in her past. Because we only learned of him in this book. Yeah, and also, yeah, you don't see him. You just hear about him, and I guess that makes him a bit more ominous or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, I just don't think it hit as hard because we're like, this. it's this unknown, just goon. Yeah, yeah, just this, yeah, entity, slumlord entity. And, yeah, yeah we're supposed and to be afraid also, of him. surely you would, like, there'd be rumours or, like, talks or whatever if Barden East, because Barden East suddenly disappeared as well then. Mm-hmm. So you'd think there'd be talk of, like, oh, what happened to him? Like, was he murdered? Like, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. It would have been cool if we'd had, like, a little bit of that thrown in there. Like, like just that he'd been he'd gone missing as well or something. Yeah. Admittedly, I skimmed some bit aspects of Oren's prologue chapters just because <laughs> I wanted to get to the now. Like, I know the important yeah. stuff, but I want to get to the now. And, yeah, yeah like, I, I had saw the name Barden East and I was like, all right, this fucker, whatever, I don't care about him. And then, yeah, he pops up again later. Yeah. But then it makes me intrigued because this was all happening in Third Kingdom and then Midas later on, you know, is set to be wed to Queen Kyla. Um, yeah. And so it's interesting that, like, it's sort of entwined in that way because, yeah, being a slumlord from there, like, what does she know that and all that type of stuff? And is she yeah. going to have a part in that? And then... It makes it more interesting about why he killed King Falk of the Fourth Kingdom, no, Fifth Kingdom, because he was a flesh trader and it's like, look, I'm killing these people when really he's just probably taken out his fucking competition. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, but that was just my initial qualm. Like the revelation in the moment, I thought this is too much because, yeah, we already had a person already not who they claim to be or at least yeah. hiding who they truly are and then now we have it again in the next book. I just thought too much, but then I thought it was pretty cool in the end. Also, I, um, oh my god, what was I going to say? Oh, um, I didn't like how it was, like, only in this book that we started to get these, like, flashback chapters, like, as a, yeah, literary device. Yeah. I don't know, I just feel like if you're going to have a writing style, just keep it kind of the same throughout the whole thing. Like, I guess there were, because there were only, like, hints and stuff about what happened in, or, our own past, 
But yeah, it's like, well, if you're going to explore that, explore that earlier as well, instead of just suddenly like, oh, I need to flesh out the pages. So here's some flashbacks. Yeah, I thought, I think that's what I said initially, or I tried to explain last week is that like, yeah, there are all these hints and then, you know, we, we make out. Uh, like guesses as to what's going on obviously and then it turns out to be true like yeah why is she I suppose out of fear and stuff and all the like accidental deaths she's caused like she's trying to forget about like her past away anyway or like the trauma is making her forget who she is and then now she's like stepping into her own like everything her mind is opening up to everything again I guess but yeah Yeah. it just felt weird like you're holding back so much and this is the third book in and we're just like touching the surface of who Mm -hmm. Oren is and everything but yeah uh-huh. all right what other qualms do you have uh, it's almost like throwing a glass with like selena and aelin like it gets to the third book and suddenly you know we get a bit of a switcheroo happening oh um <laughs> my notes are so funny i didn't like like i enjoyed how oh and also sorry disclaimer because we like audiobook slash read obviously pronunciations and we don't agree with it but everyone's like <laughs> lady Arin, lady Arin, not Oren. so why is a fucking you there because as you were saying it's just like a lauren without the l yeah so you would assume it's Oren. we we, we said the same thing with like kyla because I, th- I assumed it was like kayla yeah same but it's no it's kyla <laughs> and old mate <laughs> niven <laughs> niven <laughs> yeah oh, i'm bamboozled by that one because <laughs> i know like the reason why I thought it would have been Niven because there's a League of Legends character named Riven, and so I just you know switched the R and the N like Niven, but then it's Niven. Exactly, allegedly. It's Niven. Like okay, then don't again. How yeah. embarrassing for the audiobooks to get it totally wrong, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, one of my qualms is that I enjoy how Lady Arvin is has like this backbone stuff going on now, and she's finding her own. However, one she's just back in the same place that she started with Midas, just sans a cage. Mm-hmm. But also, there is a time and a place to stand your ground mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're in when you're in such precarious situations. And I, yeah, I enjoy that she's pushing and she's like, I'm not going to be caged or whatever. But I feel like <laughs> she brought not that she. I'm not victim shaming. <laughs> victim blaming. <laughs> she brought some things on herself. I feel like yeah, she no. pushed herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. And she pushed and pushed and pushed. And it's like, what were you going to expect to happen? And I have thoughts and feelings about what does happen. And we'll get into that. But I'm just like, especially when he hit her. And it's just like, and then he's like, oh my God, like I'm so full of shame, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, cool. And then she continues to push him. And I'm, it's like, you are putting yourself in danger. Stop putting yourself in danger. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, there's like three or four like encounters where it's just them two arguing and her being like, let me walk around the castle or like trying to compromise more freedoms and stuff which obviously she's in a right to do but Midas is just so like so stubborn and he's like not changing his mind and it's like at that point you got to toe the line a little bit before you until you get your plan but I suppose she's got like Rissa up her ass being like get me the fuck out of here get me the gold get me a map or something and so a bit of a time constraint but like yeah she's constantly getting caught and at that point you'd want to play civil for a little while at least so to calm down and have another chance but it's like, yeah, constantly getting caught, constantly going out again, constantly getting caught. And yeah, I kind of agreed, like, yeah, not victim blaming in a way, but like, yeah, she, just no, there was no real, like, thought into into her plans. It was all, like, kind of impulsive, which is fair enough because she doesn't want to be caged anymore. And like, I respect yeah. that. But like, yeah, you just got to, like, it's okay to just, like, have a 
chill and like twiddle your thumbs for a little bit and then yeah. think things through because obviously rip isn't going anywhere until she says so anyway so yeah and also like you're able like she's able to get out at night like she knows how to get down the balcony she knows how to sneak around and it's like just play the like placid little slave saddle during the day or whenever Midas yeah. comes for you because there's a lot of times yeah where she like doesn't see Midas for days on end mm. Or whatever, and it's like, yeah. When you see him, just pretend, and then when he's not around, like, go do your thing, like, do the like hard yards work to get out while yeah. he's not got eyes on you. Like, while he's got eyes on you, shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's funny how she thinks that she's like charmed the guards into like not thinking that they're gonna tell Midas what she's been up to. Like, she just yeah. has that still naivety about her. Um, yeah. Like when she first started gallivanting around, and the guards were like, "What the fuck are you doing? Please go back to your room." And, like, yeah, as yeah. if they're not going to tell him what's been going on. And, like, everyone would see her out and about anyway. And, like, they would have told him. Yeah, especially um, Schofield or whatever. It's like, you've only just met this guard. Like, sure, he wants to be friendly to you because you're a new shiny toy, literally. But it's like his loyalty is going to be to the guy yeah. who he assumes has the power and is going to provide him with gold. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But it was interesting in that f- sense as well that, like, you got the two, like, rules and laws of, like, the two different kingdoms. Because obviously the Sixth Kingdom, especially, like, no one's allowed to touch her. Like, it's explicitly clear. And, like, the guards and like the guards of the f- uh, Fifth Kingdom is all, like, still kind of learning that sort of ropes as well. Yeah. Um, having Midas, like, rule. But, yeah, no, yeah, just her gallivanting around and, yeah, really, yeah. she really pushed the boundaries. Which is great but then yeah it's it led to awful consequences and it's like yeah could have held up at some point because honestly like they were in there was no sense of urgency to really do anything they just kind of plotted around for like days and then also just the like you're in love with slade stop ignoring it (laughs) but we need the angst kenzie i don't care (laughs) see even your baby agrees (laughs) <laughs> she's trying to shit <laughs> <laughs> that's how she feels about that ship then yes <laughs> um, but yeah what else? I think I had another qualm but it's just probably me being nitpicky just when Oren and Slade have sex those two times it's like just the dirty talk or whatever coming from Slade it's like you sound no worse than someone who was like assaulting her or being paid for her time one of my stars is like that you know what she's been through like just be i don't know it would have been nice if he was just like gentler or like or well, not even gentler just like you know i'm only gonna do like what you want me to do you know none of this yeah. like possessiveness shit even though it's in the name of being fey and that's what fey, how fays react towards each other blah, but blah, it's blah. like yeah it's like my fey nature blah blah and it's like okay cool but like but like she's been settled. she has trauma bro <laughs> yeah like yeah i'm actually that's sorry that's one of my qualms coming up as well in like the next book because there's a fair amount of sex scenes yeah um but it's like yeah like i just the oh, the dirty talk it just takes me out of it yeah yeah it's like they wouldn't oh, i don't know like and just like cock and like come for me a baby etc and blah 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 and it's like you wouldn't be talking like this i don't know again it, like it makes it too modern yeah and uh, i was just gonna say as well like wh- like what sort of i don't know era is this kind of meant to be like very medieval magical style and then like yeah well they don't have electricity or indoor yeah plumbing, yeah so. <laughs> oh bugger but um but like when slade calls her baby i thought yeah that's a little bit too modern because n- there's been no other like sort of pet names around that regard and then he's like yeah like come for me baby or listen to me baby or whatever you know 
I just thought the baby itself, yeah, it just took me out of it as well. Yeah, it just, um... Because obviously they're just being called saddles or whores or lovers or whatever. And, like, there's no, like, real term of endearment. And he's called her love, I think, before. Oh, yeah, he did say that in this one. Yeah, but, so, like, but... why not use that? And they're just, like, I just compare it to, like, other fantasy books that we've read or whatever. And, they're like, they don't use baby or whatever. Mm, yeah. And they don't say come for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very modern in that sense. But, yeah, that, I suppose that's just me being nitpicky as well. No, it's being normal. <laughs> Because um, I just want Oren to have a pleasant time and I want her to like, because like, this book is fucking heartbreaking for her, bro. Yeah. And like, yeah. even learning about with her prologue chapters, like, you know, yeah, she's, she's just turned 15. She's working with this guy and he's like, you're 15 now, you're going to have to, you know, pretty much stay in this fucking tavern and just lie there. It is just yeah, like you're the, an Orion adult, so you yeah. have sex now. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> just so weirdly just too descriptive and it's just so heartbreaking and then yeah rips having sex with her and is like super possessive about it it's like bro relax i think we could probably talk a little bit about like queen melina and get her out of the way <laughs> how tragic queen melina all she had to do was be better than midas in every in every way and she fucking fumbled the bag so hard to be fair midas once he finds out that she's not responding to him and she's pretty much a wall you know he's obviously encouraged this revolution or whatever rebellion so like she fumbled so hard unfortunately and yeah she had a few chapters obviously yeah escaping the castle and we see sir pruin again and she has her saddle geo there yeah and also like like because there's um the the pregnant saddle yeah, missed. And then, yeah, so Midas just writes a letter and is like, yo, like, we're just going to pretend that this is your kid to <laughs> Melina. It's yeah. like, you know what? Take that deal. Yeah, you know what? That's better than nothing. Yeah, and she's like, oh, if he thinks I'm going to raise some Saddles child or whatever, it's like, take that deal. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you I finally mean, get your child that you want. <laughs> it's like medieval adoption. <laughs> <laughs> medieval adoption. Yeah, um, I get that. But I don't think Miss... But the thing is, yeah, he, he's manipulated to the point where Mist thinks that she's going to be high and mighty and she's going to be one to raise the kid. And then Midas is like, yeah, not really. It's going to be Melina. And yeah. I don't know. I think just the way the way she feels about the saddles would impact severely of how she felt about the baby anyway. So, like, yeah. she probably wouldn't have been kind to it anyway. Yes. Um, loving her downfall just because she hated Orin just because she's... Uh, I suppose we, we would also kind of be, I don't know, worried about your relationship if, um, yeah, you had a golden girl steal his attention away, I guess. But again, this is the thing, and I touched on it last time as well. It's like, she's so pissed at um, Midas for having, like, the favourite or whatever, and then all the saddles or whatever, and then here she is with her saddle. Yeah, yeah. God, maybe Geo just doesn't do it as much. <laughs> it would be different if she wasn't allowed to have any. Yeah, it's just, it's, you're doing the same thing. <laughs> Hypocrite. Yeah. But yeah, so she ends up fleeing a castle. She goes into some fucking cabin and then they eventually get found again. And so Pruin is like leading the way. And then I just kind of skipped a lot of that because I just don't care. Like she's oh, lost yeah. her kingdom. She's uh, uh, Midas has declared to every other kingdom that she's dead when she's not. Yeah. Um, does she pop up again? She does. Ooh. Um, also, Geo dies. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. Saving yeah, he gets her. Killed. It's a shame, yeah, though. The last chapter in the fourth book is Melina, or the prologue. 
Ooh. The epilogue. She is coming. <laughs> There's just a lot, yeah, happening in terms of, like, the political aspect. Because, yeah, Melina is now going to... Oh, she probably doesn't know Midas is dead yet, so... That's going to be yeah. a fun fun thing to learn for yes. her. But yeah, I really just skipped her chapters. We got we got a Slade point of view chapter, which was nice. I forget what the context was. I think it had to do with... Oh, it was just um his point of view at the end of the book when Oren goes crazy. I mean, as she should. And I think we also had a Midas point of view as well. Yeah, and then he finds out that... um. That's when he finds out Melina is up to something and he finds out about Mist pregnant. See, I like yes. that. I like that. Um, it's shown that everyone finds out what they need to find out. Yeah. Because sometimes it's just left assumed. Yeah. Or it's not made explicitly clear in some books. And you're just like, well, how did they know that happened? But at least with this, e- even if it is like one chapter of like that character's point of view, you get to fig- see them um, figure out everything and let them. And you also see them unravel their plans as well although i was still a bit confused with the whole midas and that like sculpture guy because it just looked like his father or something oh, yeah, and then midas ends up dying anyway so like what's the point of that thing maybe it's like it a guilt shows, like how diabolical he is or whatever like. yeah for sure and how greedy and how mm. awful he is and that is just unraveling yeah what do we think of <laughs> prince niven <laughs> niven <laughs> poor kid his father's died Old mate is taking charge, and he's like, he's mouthing off. Yeah, I think he's just a spoilt little princeling. Princeling. Yeah. Princeling. Yeah, yeah. And like, he made a statement at like that breakfast. He's like, we have to go after Rot, and then Slade rocks up. Yeah. So, oopsies. Oh, uh, yeah. Also, super confirmed. Obviously, well, even though you told me last week technically about Slade having a brother. Oh yeah. One of my notes was who is fake Slade. <laughs> yeah, but the annoying thing. All right, another quick qualm. When Oren was in the camp, she's got snuck out to the camp by Lou and she encounters fake Slade and all she does is refer to him as fake Slade, which is fine. But when Slade actually rocked up and like they were in the room together or whatever, like could Slade have not just introduced her? Be like, hey, this is my brother. Hey, his name is Riot, I think. Or is, does the audiobook yeah, say right. something? And, um, and yeah, we'd have introductions that way. But no, we only learned of his last name in Slade's point of view chapter at the very end. I'm like, why are we like holding on to these mysteries when like they've clearly now interacted? Let's like have that reveal when they when every yeah. everyone's together. And there's also not any like real significance around it. Other than like, yeah, he's the decoy. Yeah, and it's like also it could have been cooler if it was Slade Astral projecting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Ken- Kenzie, maybe you should write a book write. about about Faye's astral projecting and decoying for themselves. Yes. But it was so funny how when Midas was finding out about Orin and her, I don't know, sneaky link with the commander. Yeah, it was always directed towards fake Slade because yeah. and, he, and he's like, bro, like I have nothing to do with her. It was just such a funny little, little yeah. thing. And when he picked her up for the harp he and sighed. everything. Yeah. yeah. And then when he was like locked in the dungeon because, you know, in, in the end and then he's like, I told you fucking, she doesn't fucking like me or whatever. And yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was just so funny. Small comedic moments. Yeah, comedic relief. <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like Oren and Riot introduction could have had, there was an opportunity and it could have been taken. Like there didn't need to be an extra layer of mystery about it. Uh, I suppose we can get to the juice because the, the juice happens at the end, essentially. 
Um, although we do meet, yeah, the Third Kingdom Royals. We meet Queen Kyla, and she has a brother named Manu, and he has a husband, Keon Raven. Yes. said gay rights. <laughs> yes, and I like it when um, things like this are just dropped on us, and it's like we're not making a big deal of it. It is what it is. It's like yes, nice. We love the rep, and so far there's no bury your gays. So <laughs> lovely, lovely. I was yeah. just thinking. The, the barrier gaze thing just made me think of this. This These books do not pass the Bechdel test, right? Surely they don't. Yeah, they do. Surely Lou, they don't. Lou and Aaron talking about wine. Lou and Rissa the, talking about gold and stuff. In, in the very first book, though, like the Saddles would be talking about how they're jealous with Midas. Surely. Yeah, I don't think the first one passes, but... Alright. But anyway, sorry. So we learn Queen Kyla's superpower. She can, like, take people's voices away and she can like use i suppose the power of voices to like draw out secrets from people and she can hear secrets and stuff and yeah she can also manipulate the voices yeah so which is pretty cool remember that yeah pretty cool Uh, i am remembering that (laughs) (laughs) and so midas is holding like a breakfast or dinner or whatever in like third kingdom's honor because that was the thing in the last book that third kingdom was coming yeah. And this is kind of like a revelry celebration sort of period of time because everyone's allied yeah. with somebody and everyone's happy to yeah. a degree. But I love that we get to see, because Queen Ky- Kyla asks Midas for a demonstration, his gold-touched demonstration. And we always wondered, like, how do they play it off? Yeah. And so it's obviously a little sleight-of-hand scheme that Oren and Midas have pulled off before, but we get to see it for the first time, see it in action. Yeah. I liked the way they did it, that, like, it was, like, at the last second, like, she yeah. took her hand off, like, as she passed him, like, something. Yeah, and then it's gold, yeah. Yeah. Um, I um, liked But then I... Oh, sorry. You no, you, you go. What did we say the same thing? <laughs> we might say the same thing. I like how she was a little bit disobedient because he just wanted <laughs> yeah. to gild the goblet or whatever, and she just yeah. gilded the whole freaking table that they were sitting at. <laughs> and, and everything on it, essentially. Yeah, I yeah. like that she... she Again, she's like, you got to pick your battles as well. Like, without having the extra sort of tension of them, like, it could have been a nice humiliating moment without any, yeah, significant consequence. But because yeah. of being caught constantly and, like, yeah, she's actually – he's describing her as not behaving very well. Like, yeah, it wasn't, probably wasn't the wisest move, but it's nice to see Midas, like, semi kind of scared and or humiliated slash embarrassed because he wasn't able yeah. to do the goblet part. And yeah. then, yeah, she's like, the whole table, and Kyla's like, oh, that's so impressive, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, my God. And then he's, like, pulling his authority and being like, Oren, why don't you play the harp? Like, again, mm. like, essentially back in Sixth Kingdom, like, she's still being treated as she is. As an object. Yeah, she's just entertainment. Yeah, entertainment, that's right. And then, yeah, Midas obviously talks down to her, and, like, everyone in Slade is hearing it, and she's a bit, obviously, embarrassed by that. But she can say that. Slade's like white knuckling. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously that leads to a greater argument later on, which in th- in that event he does slap her. Yes. Midas slaps her. Yeah, Midas slaps her, sorry. And yeah, and it all goes downhill from there. But yeah, at that point, you reel it in, you know? Like, not to victim blame, but like, you reel it in. Yeah. Because he's becoming erratic and unpredictable. Yes. <laughs> and, and yeah. Or in. <laughs> oh, um. Oren is also still constantly visiting the saddles, which, why? Why? <laughs> yeah. It's like, they fucking hate you. Like, give up. I'm sorry, but... Yeah. I just... But I suppose you have to go through them to talk to Rissa. Yeah. I like their blossoming 
friendship, friendship, friendship or acquaintanceship or whatever. Relationship. But relationship, sure. Um, yeah, and it's all obviously down to, to escape and, yeah, Oren is, is Rissa's hope because she still believes, obviously, that Oren's taken a bit of Midas's power. I know, she still is like, how have you done this? And it's like, don't be a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. Although, actually, like, yeah, just just, just wait. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we actually have another Slade point of view. It's when him and Midas have a bit of a chitty chat. Oh, yes. Midas is, like, kind of low-key threatening him about knowing that Oren's been sneaking off to see him, all that type yeah. of stuff, or that he's been touching her, blah, blah, blah. I also like how they kind of tell us as well, but, like, when they're talking, when all the, like, kingdom politics and stuff come up, it's all about, like, subtext and what you're not saying. That's cool. The deceiving. Yeah. And Midas brings up again uh, Slade's interest in Deadwell. And it turns out mm. there was a village there that is of some significance, I assume. One of my notes is Deadwell. Something is up at Deadwell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's this place called Drollard Village that Slade knows mm. of and he frequents, apparently. But it's mm-hmm. not on any map, so that's sussy to Midas and it's also sussy to us as the reader. And um, Slade is getting a bit anxious because he knows, because um, Midas is pulling the whole, we're going to, you know, redo the maps and remake all the borders and stuff. And like he, Mm. Slade hates that Midas has people there sniffing around. Um, And that kind of influences him to wanting to leave a little bit sooner. But like, we don't know till later, but he's only hanging around because he wants to save Oren essentially. And she wants, he wants to take her away. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he's not going to do that until she says so. Which is cute. We love that though. Yeah. Uh, and as you confirmed already last week, uh, Lou revealed her little secret power or a little trick that she does with diverting like attention. So she was able to sneak Oren out into the fourth camp, which was nice. It was nice seeing everybody again. I thought we weren't going to see like Keg and that for a while yeah. because they have no real use being in the castle. Love a bit of a camp revelry. And then that's when they have sex for the first time. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Or, or second time. Doesn't matter. It just reminded me of his... Um, moans of pleasure drowned out their sounds of <laughs> yes because <laughs> i always think about this, like it's like they're intense it's like have you ever been in a tent like they're not soundproof no they are definitely not soundproof it's very like thin fabric in there yeah also um going back a little bit as well Aaron sneaks into like the royal library or whatever and yep. she finds a book about fae and she like goes like the back page or whatever and there is like a fae couple and she feels like really like drawn to it or whatever and i was like are these her parents me too yep yep yep. Yeah. i think so yeah yeah and i think in the first couple in the first prologue chapter which is the first chapter of the book um yeah. she's like kind of like reminiscing what she can remember about her time and her parents and um, mm. um she said that like her parents used to call her like little son so I yeah. think, like, she has, like, that sunshining kind of aspect, goddess power, mm. which obviously then translates to gold in a way. Because yeah. the sun is golden. Um, so, yeah, I think that's important. A lot of talk in this, and like I said, I kind of said it last, because I thought it was in the last book, because I'm an idiot. But there's a lot of talk about flying and <laughs> getting say your wings. <laughs> and when, what happens when you get to the edge, you're going to fly. Yeah. And I was like, well, what is happening? I think Aaron, Aaron is a bird. <laughs> I mean, Goldfinch is a bird, and there's a lots of mm. constant uh, metaphors and motifs and descriptions about oh, the birds being let out of the cage, and even when she's gone yeah. crazy, like she feels like a bird and a beak and all that type of stuff taking over, yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah. So yeah, 
If she does, yeah. If she doesn't end up flying, we're gonna fucking riot. Yeah. <laughs> Let Oren fly. Um, let's talk about uh, Midas has Digby. Oh yeah, that's and right. Midas lets Aaron go and see Digby. All right. And yeah. at what point did you realize that something was wrong? At, at the entire time that he said that he had Digby. In the moment, yeah, that he's like, let's go see Digby. The moment when Midas was like, I mean, he's alive. Yeah. Or whatever, but like not. Like, he didn't say anything else, didn't give any other descriptions yeah. away. He j- he's essentially, like, the whipping boy of Oren's indiscretions. Yeah. So, Midas takes Oren to see Digby, and he is fucking battered. He is broken, On the boy. verge of death. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh. Midas is like, you've done this, Oren, because every time you were disobedient to me or whatever, I came down and I fucked him up. And then... Aaron is like, fuck you, I'm gonna fucking kill you, blah, 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 essentially. And she attacks Midas. And it is at this point that my heart was having palpitations. Yeah. <laughs> and then Midas gets guards come in. Schofield, one of them, fucking bastard. Yeah, fucking asshole. Comes in and holds Aaron against the wall. And Aaron's like, oh, he, like, Midas is swinging a sword. And she thinks that he's going to behead Digby. But then he chops off all of her ribbons. Yeah, how do you feel about that, Kenzie? I know you're not the ribbons' biggest fan. I'm not the ribbons' biggest fan, but it's very sad. I also think it is an excellent metaphor of Midas taking Aaron's innocence. Yep. Which is a metaphor for uh, the R word. Yeah, but it could also just be because she's kind of getting the backbone he is definitely you know taking her down a peg though like though she's yeah. standing up for herself it's like no you are gonna be back to being like a pet but it was yeah. great yeah yeah i was tearing up yeah and then he drugs her on do do what a name i'm assuming it's just like ecstasy sure it makes yeah. you um corny yeah and i was like at this point i was like oh my god he is going to sexually yeah that's her. that's what i thought yeah it's like a punishment because he also said oh no never mind I was gonna say because he said he needed an heir, needed an heir, and then but then he found out Miss was pregnant. Yeah. So anyway, so I thought he was gonna take matters into his own hands, if you know what I mean. Yeah. The the Jew thing has been prominent throughout the book as well because all the saddles are being addicted to it essentially, and yeah. uh, Fifth Kingdom is renowned for their Jew services and like all the Jew dealings, drug dealings essentially. Yeah. It kind of like yeah it makes you like out of your mind as well because Aaron like wakes up and like can't remember things and like it's trying to like piece things together yeah but i think her being fey and magical also kind of enhances that as well otherwise she would have been yeah. completely doped out because we yeah. learn that polly is getting addicted and rissa is kind of upset at that yeah as soon as like yeah midas demanded the guards like like hold her mouth open or something and like i just knew yeah. like it shits in the fan so yeah so she's been drugged essentially until the celebration yeah. ball yeah, and the celebration ball is when Rissa and, uh, what's her name, Aaron, were like, are like, we're going to run away on that night. So there goes that. Plans have changed. Although, but there was an opportunity for Rissa to take Polly away, but then Rissa's yeah. like, no, she wants Aaron to, to take Aaron as well, of course. Yeah. Also, I kept um, waiting. I thought Slade would come. Oh, and like save the day? At some point, yeah. But he just didn't. And then he didn't, but that's okay because we find out things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and even before all this, like, they've kind of semi-confessed to each other that they love each other, but Oren doesn't because love is such a strong word and she doesn't necessarily understand what it means given her upbringing and all that such, which is fair enough. Yeah, they admit that, like, this is love or whatever, but they don't say it to each other. Yeah, but she chooses him and he chooses her and it's just beautiful. 
Um, and it did take some time for like Oren to actually figure out that like yeah, Midas is a dickhead, which they still yeah. had that kind of push and pull. She still had that yeah. little bit of loyalty, but yeah, until he slapped her, uh, yeah. until after he slapped her, she's like yeah, fuck this guy, which is fantastic. So yeah, the very end, the celebratory I was ball. Say, do you want to talk about the celebratory ball? Where like you know that something's gonna go wrong because it's going way too easy. It's like everything's coming up Millhouse. Yeah, yeah. Celebratory ball. All the prominent people are there. Queen Kyla is there. Him- Midas announces that him and Kyla are going to wed in order to unite, essentially sixth kingdom and third kingdom, and in a way fifth because he is phantom ruling it. He's making a toast. He wanted Orin to do another like gold demonstration, but she doesn't do that because she's. Yeah. I f- I feel like the best excuse was because she was like doped out of her mind, but she did yeah. it strategically as well. So it might have felt a little bit embarrassed. And so like she's hidden away like in some like rafters or something. I think she's just up. I think it's like she's up on a balcony, and everyone else is like down in the ballroom. Oh, oh yeah, right. I don't know. The, yeah, the way I was yeah, reading, she goes down and she can see everything yeah. happening. Yeah, I think just because it was late at night and my the descriptions weren't matching my vision in my head, so I just assumed she was like in the roof or something. Anyway, <laughs> nice. There's a toast. Everyone has a drink. Prince Niven fucking cocks it. We've been new. There'd yeah. been a Slade had um let ev- let his guards know that he's been guarding Prince uh, Niven just because he had a yeah. feeling that Midas was gonna knock him off, and everyone's like. The prince has been poisoned and then they look at him he's and it's been like rotted. he's been rotted so it must be Slade and then Slade gets accused yeah. and then the wrath all gather around and at this point yeah um Oren is making her way down the balcony down the stairs um yeah. everyone's in a bit of a panic because yeah the prince is dead and Midas is trying to calm everything down accuses yeah. Slade Slade's at the ready Oren steps in front of Slade and is like you don't fucking hurt him blah 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 yeah and then Midas is like Oren, get the fuck over here. And she's like, no, still half doped out of her mind. And I don't know. She, t- I think they turned their back to leave. And then Midas takes the opportunity to grab her. Boom. Same situation as uh, King Folk, where he had the knife to her throat, essentially. Yeah. And Digby is there chilling because Riot picked him up along the way. What a lad. Yeah. And then and then I think Oren just, like, fucking blasts off of, yeah. with her power. She, like, overrides the drug. She, like, tunnels within herself, within her magic. And, like, the whole room starts essentially, like, bleeding gold. And, like, it's described as, like, a monster. And, like, just everything within her seeping out. And so, I don't know, the gold monster, whatever, like, grabs Midas into the wall. The beast. Yeah. And everyone's running and screaming. Yeah. And then, yeah, gold seeping everywhere. Everyone's everyone's running. Um, I love this bit, though. Um, like Queen Kyla and stuff are fucked off because they're scared, which is fair enough because they don't know what's going on. They think Midas yeah. is out of control or something. And then she goes up to Midas. He's like being dripped against the wall into gold. And she like I don't I forget what she says, but she says something really cool. And then like mm. she kisses him on the cheek and like taps it like five times because mm. he has a I don't know has a, an affliction for the number six yeah. just to piss him off. And then yeah, he turns to solid gold in the wall. And she's losing control. Rip is trying to, or Slade is trying to convince her to like let go. She doesn't know how to do that. And then he essentially rots her into stasis. And bye bye, off they go. It's very like from Blood and Ash in the whole stasis aspect. I'm like, I've yeah. seen this film before. <laughs> the next book is gonna be the past three books in Slade's point of view. <laughs> it's not. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, thank you. But yeah, so shit hits the fan. 
loved it though because Oren is like letting out all the power and the stress and the anger at Midas and she kills him in the end which is great but she also can't control like just this ocean of gold <laughs> yeah no no oh, I'm just I'm gonna dip into the first chapter of the next book anyway because it, it everything takes off one after the other um and yeah and it's still kind of seeping out to a point in in the next book as well and then yeah it just stops and then Queen Kyla is like what the fuck's going on and then the very last chapter is everything that transpired, but in Slade's point of view. And he's convincing her to obviously, yeah, stop and be like, let go, um, let go, baby, all that type of stuff. So Yeah. Sorry, I was just soothing my child. That's okay. <laughs> what did you think of this final scene? The, the calamitous I, gold I knew event. something was going to happen. Because she, had to, she had to burst it eventually. Was, it was going too easy. Um, and then I knew, yeah, that her power had to come out at some point, like all of it very dramatic yeah and just wonder what the consequence is of her freaking killing Midas yeah yeah like who's in charge of fifth now fifth is like up for grabs yeah and then like who saw what like yeah what's gonna happen and we're already that's already kind of semi-revealed in the first chapter of the next book anyway yeah which is great but I might just dip into that like I know we don't really have any rules but like it's only the first chapter and it takes up right where we left off so, so the first chapter in the next book is Kyla's point of view and she's like running out. They see the gold seeping. They don't know what's going on. And then she's frustrated with herself because she's like, I think Oren, when Oren speaks to Midas before he dies, she like reveals everything about the power and whatever, blah, blah, blah. She has a whole spiel. Yeah. Um, and then Kyla's like frustrated with herself because she's like, how did I not know these secrets? So there's a bit of naivety yeah. and stupidity, not stupidity. That's a bit too harsh because she is quite formidable. Yeah. But, like, yeah, that naivety about how she's... If you were set to marry Midas, would you not want to, like, at least try and learn his secrets or coerce him in a way to reveal such things? I think, yeah, at that point, like, she realises that, like, yeah, it wasn't his power. Yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, within that first chapter, Mist is, like, declaring Oren stole his power and she's, like, fucking everything up. She's an idiot. That's that's that. And, obviously, that's going to be significantly consequential moving forward. But yeah, lovely. Very dramatic ending. Yeah, it's just the puttering around in the castle. But now we probably get to see what Fourth Kingdom's like because obviously Slade is going to head back to his homeland. Do you think? Seems pretty far away. Don't do that to me, Kinsey. <laughs> what, they're going to stop by sixth on the way? Don't know. Don't know where they're going. They might go straight to Deadwell, actually. That's actually pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. I reckon. I reckon. Don't know. Yeah. Don't know. <laughs> Alrighty, shall we go to the stars that listen? Got several because they're funny and they're good. So the stars that listen is where we read a one-star review and a five-star review from Goodreads just for some shits and gigs. Uh, we start with the one-star first because we want to end on a positive note because the five stars, they, they're golden. Nice. I'm actually upset that we have not actually utilised the amount of gold puns, but I suppose... Okay, if I, we wheel the next one, I'll find some good gold puns Okay, <laughs> we need some gold puns. Yeah, I'm actually quite disappointed in myself. All right, would you like me to start? Sure. All right, I have two. As always. <laughs> yes, I have nothing but complaints. Yes, I'm going to let myself be dragged through 700 more pages of non-existent plot plus incoherent writing because of that last chapter. No, I do not want to talk about it. <laughs> Lovely. And then I have um, another one. Trigger warning, sexual assault, rape and child abuse. Did not finish this book. Sucked my will to read away. Sucked my will to read away for about a week. I think I pushed through in an effort to see what everyone loved about it, but the book glamorized the sexual assault for me too much. 
spoiler, the sex scene made me physically ill. This woman who was sexually abused for years is totally okay with this guy slamming at home with little to no foreplay. Yeah. This is what we were talking about. She's perfectly fine with no emotional trauma. Question mark. This author depicts sexual assault survivors as if they just get over it when a new guy who treats her mildly okay comes along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love that. And that's exactly right. Like, surely, you know, yeah, you, you have an upbringing, you've been traumatized to an extent. Surely there is some reservations into being, like, welcomingly intimate with somebody as well. Yeah. All right. My one-star review. What were you thinking? You took a semi-decent character, made her insipid, puny, yeah. disgusting, <laughs> stupid, and so weak. You took a book that was going somewhat good and ruined it. People made it seem like the series was good. It's not worth it. It's disappointing. The only strong female characters were Lou and the Queen of Third Kingdom. I have never been so disappointed in a book until this one. Please don't give us any more. <laughs> Alrighty. And then five-star reviews. Do you want me to go first? I can go first. I have two on the same just, screenshot. Let me just cool. finish cutting off my cuticle. All good. Uh, SJM, who? Jennifer L. Armantrout, who? Make way for Raven Kennedy. <laughs> and then I have, yes, I finished all three books in little over a day. No, I am not okay. <laughs> Damn, that's a lot. Alright, my five-star reviews, again, in the same screenshot. My friends weren't kidding. This book broke me. It was everything I needed and more. Orip is my new favourite ship and nobody can compare. I'm surprised that's what they called. Yeah. And then the the next one in the screenshot. Romance doesn't hurt me like this, y'all. I feel like yeah. there wasn't a lot of romance, but like, sure. You get the cute moments and the inevitable sexual tension and then the sex. It's great. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Alrighty, thank you everyone for listening. Unless there are final thoughts, Kenzie. No, I just the next book like is very very good, so I'm excited. Yeah, you sent me like you sent me like a what the fuck, and I I don't know why I always just connotate it with being bad. So I was like, is it bad? No, but then again, like it is the last hundred pages, so yeah, of course. And also, yeah, like I'll talk about it when we talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Sorry, I'm getting excited. Anyway, thanks for listening. Check us out on the socials. Link in the bio on Instagram and on TikTok. Yes. Find us in all the places. Um, keep an ear out for next week with Glow. Glow? Yes. Or are yes, we Glow. do a little in-between? Or? Well, are we doing... I don't know what this... Because we've, sp- we've got to do the spoopy ones. Yeah. I think we're just going to smash all of this out in right, cool. November. Why not? And then we'll figure the rest out from there. Cool. cool. So easy. All right. Catch you next week for Glow. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye.